This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsyth. The aim of this program, taking place each Wednesday between now and the 11th of August, is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Anna Smart. Good morning, or good afternoon, Gary. (laughs) Tell us about your background. My background. Right. So I uh, come from, well, currently I'm a rural real estate agent um, servicing the Waikato region. I've done six years in real estate and started uh, residential here in Hamilton City. And now uh, the business has grown. So my husband does residential. We've got a sales associate and I've moved into the lifestyle space, which is cool. I love getting up the back of farms and connecting with um, rural New Zealand too. But um, I've also um, own a gym called Body Fit Training. Um, and so really what I bring with me into this role is the two business backgrounds plus uh, governance experience. I'm a member of the Board of Trustees at Rotatuna High Schools. I sat on the board for the peak and was for a short stint a trustee on the Northeast um, Community Hub Trust. So um, I just really love... Hamilton, and uh, we've got three children who are now older, but uh, it's been such an amazing place to raise our children. And really, I'm just so grateful to the city for what it's provided us, and just love living here so much that um, through my work in real estate, and as a result of that gratitude, it's just I just want to make it um, as it continues to grow, retain that essence of what's such a phenomenal place to raise our children and have our families. And that brings me to our next question. Why have you decided to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East? Yes, I ran in the elections last uh, last elections as well. So this is my second go. Um, I initially stood because I was just so passionate and remain so passionate about the city and the growth. In real estate, we're in and out of people's homes on a really practical level. So it's not just, you know, real estate. It's not million-dollar listing. <laughs> it's not the glamour of, you know, in and out and beautiful staged homes, which sometimes it is, but you know, a lot of it's actually just sitting down with real Hamiltonians in their homes. We learn about the areas and how they connect and what makes a good community. So there's a good portion of that, um, a good portion of demanding equity so that all our communities are serviced the same amount and a good portion of just making sure that as we grow, we're making really smart decisions about it and that we're doing them in a financially sustainable way. What has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well, do you think? I'm super in love with the rubbish. I really just love that new waste management system. And I know it hasn't worked for some people, but it really shook up our family of five. And yesterday when um, my son put out the red bin, it was only half full. And I'm really proud of that. And that's the council's done that. And they should be really, really proud. They've also made a good step towards connecting the city for uh, multi-modal transport. So not just cars. Um, having spent 15 minutes trying to drive in frustrated circles around the inner city to find a car park at lunchtime on the school holidays, you know, those the public transport networks, the the scooter paths, the bike tracks, you know, those things actually complete the big picture of what we really want for a thriving city. And you tried to get a scooter up the hill just now to this I interview. I did. I went as far. I'm really unco. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not somebody that you would want on your streets other than an electrified <laughs> scooter, but um, I tried to get up the hill on one, so by the time I downloaded the app, I couldn't find one. So in the end, I just walked. It was fine. But ultimately, <laughs> would you think those you know, facilities should be more accessible to Hamiltonians, that Hamiltonians have more of a, a choice of what mode of transport they use? Absolutely, and I think it should be safe. And that's really important. Um, you know, that uh, the commute has, my commute's increased from my Rosatuna, Queenwood base to the city from 25 minutes to 45 to uh, ease congestion. My husband and I switched offices, so we now work just two minutes from home. And a huge portion of that was just how uh, dense the traffic has become. So we need to be smart about that because we've got people flooding into the city. The Waikato is an amazing place to live. And we uh, need to be ensuring that as we grow intensively in the city and pushing out into the outer suburbs that we're connecting in a way that's really that's uh, really good design. I'll keep using the word smart, but it's right in front of me because my name's everywhere. So <laughs> smart design. So was there any particular aspect of the trip from Rotatuna to the city um, which became complicated? Was the it. was it sort of the Claudelands Bridge? Actually, no. What's really fascinating about the traffic flows in Hamilton is they're totally unpredictable. So you could... Uh, we live really near Hukunui Road, the Hukunui Road Chartwell roundabout. And some days the traffic is backed up right to the Rotatuna McDonald's roundabout. And some days we can it's free-flowing and we can turn safely onto Hukunui Road. So it's really different. The only thing that is consistent is that in the school holidays, traffic's not a problem. Mm. What do you think some solutions could be to the congestion, to the temperamentalness of uh, of Hamilton traffic? Yeah, it's just getting really, really um, intentional about how we grow. So if we can intensify in the city, we can justify spending the money on the cycle tracks, the safe methods for people to get places. But, you know, I don't think that jumping on your bike and getting into town is actually practical. It would never work for me as a mother. I've got kids, I've got groceries, I've got dogs, you know, like I've just, there's, it's a great act, a recreational activity. I love cycling, but not in a way to get from A to B. So um, it's connecting up and having that population base to justify buses. We took away the kids' free buses at the weekend so they could get around the city. I mean, that was fantastic for them, you know, just getting people on and getting them used to it. Mm. What decisions has the current council made that you have not been so happy with? Um, I have a real interest in finance and I think in terms of fiscal responsibility, the council could have done a bit better. The 8.9% the, uh, rates hike and um, straight after a similar size rates hike is fine if that's what we need to keep the city growing how we need it to grow, but there are some nice-to-haves on that list. And I just think that they really could have looked a little bit deeper into how we spent the money and how we spent it in a responsible way. Mm, so it sounds like you're asking for more frugality. Yeah, I don't like the word frugality. We don't need to wash our glad wrap and reuse it just yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that actually looking at the projects, there's $55 million for cycling. Um, one of the things I love is I love that footbridge which connects the regional theatre to Memorial Park. I think that's a fantastic idea. And again, that's looking into the bigger picture and that sustainability, making decisions. If we're going to spend money, spend, spend it well and spend it in a way that's going to pay dividends for future generations. And connecting Claudelands up to Memorial Park and up to the city, that's, that's a really good way to spend money. But do we need to spend $32 million? What is it, $12 million a kilometre on Cook Street? 
I don't necessarily know that that is the right way to be spending our money when we're increasing rates so much. I've heard from rate, um, uh, senior citizens, you know, pensioners who are on fixed incomes, and it's really hard. The news last week, the price of living has gone up, you know, inflation is hitting the roof. And as we, as certainly I know from my own business, the uh, delays that we have in getting stuff shipped to New Zealand, that supply is probably what's going to put us into some sort of economic strife. That's, uh, you know, when you see shelves empty and, and months and months of delays for basics or um, the tools that you need to make the stuff that we consider basics, uh, we've just got to be really careful. If we're putting rates up 8.9%, there's got to be a damn good reason for it. So those pressures being wrought on, I guess, Hamilton ratepayers by... Uh, uh, the global economy, the national economy, um, and what's going on with central government, yeah. you think uh, local government, the Hamilton City Council, could help, you know, sort of alleviate that burden by uh, decreasing rates rises? By looking at their spending so that the rates rises aren't uh, to the level that, that they have been. Um, and... Yeah, I think we do have a responsibility. It's only a small piece of the pie and um, of the puzzle, as you just said, you know, like there's a lot going on around it. But as a council, ratepayers' money is our citizens' money and we need to be really justifying why we're spending it. And I'm not saying that we don't need to spend it because with the growth and the development, we do. Uh, but the other thing that I bring is that business mindset. So what partnerships can we make? Who can we talk to? How can we offset those costs? Tell us your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial on Ross Trevor Street and Ward Street in the Hamilton CBD. Great idea. Fantastic idea. Um, wrong place for Ross Trevor Street and wrong execution for Ward Street. Um, there's been some amazing byproducts off that. So the arts, you know, um, the artists using it as a community space, those are fantastic. But overall, I think it was it was at too much of a cost to everybody else. Um, I think I'd be wary if Waka Kotahi is throwing out free money to spend it on 92 grand on paint and some planter boxes. <laughs> I'll tell you who's done it really well. If you've been out to Raglan, they have taken, because um, I think it got distributed around a lot of the townships and cities, and I know it's been controversial everywhere, but Raglan, they have uh, changed some of their parallel parking to angle parking. They've put in uh, seated areas that are kind of just sort of extending the footpath out, and it works really well. They're really cool conversation spaces. So great idea, wrong execution. Right. So, yeah, uh, Raglan, um, the main street there, to give our listeners an idea, it has a similar sort of... that that breadth of the roading area is mm -hmm. quite similar to Ward Street in Hamilton, isn't it? And Yes, um, with some trees and grass down the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's the same sort of usage of space, but it sounds like Raglan has done that in a, in a different way, which is more sort of, um, yeah, uh, balanced. Yes, well, they've pushed out... Um, the the uh, seated area only goes as far as say for example a ute would stick out in an angle park so they haven't taken over quite that much of the road and the other thing they haven't tried to do is cut off and uh, deal with too many things so they also don't have like Ward Street had the mix of the cycling lanes built in with the pedestrian ways and I love the idea of it and even the pictures looked awesome but when I went there visually it was cluttered and confusing and that's kind of unsafe really mm. What are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council? 
Um, my priorities, well, you know, going into a by-election, there's not actually a huge amount of immediate change you can make. It would really, for whoever gets the seat, it's an apprenticeship to, to learn what's going on into the city and then the next election will be the time that you can really start to, that's when I think you can make the promises. Um, but my focus is our fiscal responsibility and looking at how we're spending the finances. That's a key priority to me. Um, the well-being of residents so that we're creating a hometown full of destinations that we love to work, play and grow in and um, looking at the growth, thinking about today, not just for tomorrow, uh, thinking about tomorrow, not just for today, ensuring that we're maintaining and making quality core services available and that we're spending money in the right ways. Lastly, why should residents of Hamilton East vote for you, Anna Smart? Um, well, because really, why? it's a good question. You know, you've really got to vote for whoever you think is going to represent your best interests. And this is 24 candidates, you know. I think Hamilton actually deserves a business-minded candidate um, and a candidate with governance experience, both of which I have and bring to the table. We risk actually splitting the vote because there are some other great candidates in there. So I think actually putting your vote in one place is probably the first thing you should do and put that towards me is what I'm asking. Um, but my vision is a thriving and sustainable city for our children and for theirs. Um, and I, like I said, I think that the council needs to be a little bit more responsible with how it's spending rates and looking into those rates rises. Um, we need to be putting the well-being of residents at the heart of everything we do and putting people at the heart of everything we do. Thank you for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. Anna Smart. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.